Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, April 27th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are recording far earlier than little, we normally do. A little Because early. Yeah. Sunday night, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe you could still get to it. Um, we are having the, you know, delayed Sondheim 90th birthday celebration mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we did not get because of the Broadway opening of the revival of Company. We are doing it on the <sighs> 50th anniversary of the original Broadway production of Company's Broadway opening. Yeah. Um, it's going to uh, it's going to feature basically every star who's ever even thought about going to Broadway. Uh, Meryl Streep. Um, of course, uh, Patty Lapone, Mandy Patinkin, Bernadette Peters, Lin Manuel Miranda, who has you know a, a, a very interesting uh, relationship with Sondheim, having True. rewritten some of yeah. the lyrics from West Side Story. He did Merrily at Encores, yeah, yeah. and we're gonna have Laura Benanti and a bunch of other folks. So, um, what's cool about this, Ashley, is even if you cannot Everything. watch it or if you're listening to this after the the, the fact, this video will be available forever online. It this will is be, not thankfully. going away. This is not one of those things where you have to watch it live. I've missed so many of those things, uh, but this is going to be available them, in yeah. perpetuity. So uh, very excited about that. Before we get into the news, there's two other things I want to let you know about in the podcast feed over the weekend. Our friend Jenna Tessa Fox talked with former, Bro- I mean, not former, but longtime Broadway radio friend, friend Todd Buonapani, uh, in on her new episode of Spotlight. Todd is fantastic. You've I, I just recently saw him in the national tour of The Play That Goes Wrong. You might know him mm, from yeah. 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee or on TV from 30 Rock. He used to have a theater podcast uh, of his own, which was great in its own right. Uh, but check that out in the podcast feed. And then on this week on Broadway on Sunday, Peter, Michael, and James talked about their favorite lesser played cast albums, which is always a great discussion listening to those three gentlemen's uh, years and decades and centuries, perhaps, uh, of musical theater knowledge. So check both of those things out in the podcast feed. Actually, late last week, I did two really Mm -hmm. uh, interesting, very different interviews that will end up in the podcast feed, hopefully both this week. Um, They will, of course, be dropping in Patreon first. So if you want to get those first, one is a tell me more. One is a I'm doing something a little different with this. It's kind of a review slash interview. So we'll see how that turns out. But if you want to hear those things first, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the show and let's start with the real hardcore-ish news of the day coming out of the Actors' Equity Association. On Friday, they announced that they had hired David Michaels, a former Assistant Secretary of Labor for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, known to us laypeople as OSHA. Michaels will consult for the union on new health and safety standards in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and how the union can protect its members moving forward. Michaels worked for OSHA during the Obama administration from 2009 to 2017 and is currently a professor in the Department of Environmental and Occupational Health at the Milken Institute School of Public Health for the George Washington University. Long title there. Mm. Of course, AEA trumpeted this as a sign that they are, of course, fighting to keep their members safe in this new world that we are living in. But also, it was was very interesting in the timing because it came just like three or four days before the state of Georgia would be reopening. That's happening on Uh. Monday the 27th. Mm. Reopening movie theaters. Now, there are some fairly strict restrictions on these things, um, but they are still opening them. And there has been reports from Actors' Equity that they have heard about regional theaters across the country hoping to reopen at the end of this coming week. They are obviously 
looking fairly side-eye at that, Ashley. In fact, on April mm. 21st, the AEA Council passed a new rule saying that it will not issue contracts until employers have properly placed uh, or have placed proper protocols in action uh, for all of their staff members, but especially, okay. obviously, the actors and stage ma- managers, which, honestly, Ashley, I imagine, rightfully, actors' equity will take a long time to approve any of oh, these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, rightfully, it just seems so... Rightfully, hopefully, Absol- all of it. Because Absolutely. Because to have anything go forward, in any industry for that matter, but to have anything go forward without there being proper safety standards in place, and, especially to protect workers, but also to protect the public, is just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't... It- Yeah, it's just kind of mind boggling. But in a related story over the weekend, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said in his daily email update that the state's new plans to expand testing criteria will include tests going to all first responders, healthcare workers, and essential employees. These employees will now be able to be tested even if they do not yet have symptoms. The state will continue to expand testing criteria as testing capacity increases. Cuomo also is getting ready to issue an executive order which will allow all pharmacies to test for COVID-19. Over 5,000 independent pharmacies will serve as diagnostic testing locations. Now, actually, testing and contact tracing are going mm-hmm. to be essential to trying to get life back to some semblance of normalcy sure. across the country. Yeah. Now, I'm, of course... Not a public health expert, and I will not even pretend to play one on the radio, (laughs) but this seems like the very first thing that needs to happen in what should be a very long process before we start even thinking about opening things up again. Mm -hmm. It's the starting point. It's the absolute bare minimum, as I already said, to open anything up and not have safety standards in place for both the the customers or the audience or whatever as well as the people who are actually doing the work would just be negligent doesn't even begin to cover it and we've already talked we've already talked about i mean there's going there's the first wave that we're in now and then there's very likely going to be at least a second wave so it's you know, it's getting back to normal, quote unquote normal, but it's also lessening the effects of whatever second or third wave we're going to have as much as possible. Right. To do anything now, I think, is a complete abdication of responsibility for elected oh, officials. And if they, if they no can't question about and, it. And here's the thing. Real talk here. We're in a safe space. It's just you and me talking, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> yeah. No the reason <laughs> the reason that certain governments in certain states want to get things back open uh, sooner than others is not because they are honestly worried about the financial safety of the future. They want to get people off unemployment. Exactly. They don't want to have to pay people unemployment. And the big donors who are the lobbyists that are hitting up these politicians want to make as much money as possible. I just think it's going to backfire ridiculously because if you open things up, you have to start paying employees. If no one comes to your business while you are still paying employees, you lose more money and exactly. you risk you risk people getting more ill so that this conti- conti- uh, continues to go on longer than it necessarily mm-hmm. has to. So yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's it makes my blood money. boil. So yes. so let's get on. Yeah, it's always money and and trying to hurt people that 
um, have to work for a living. But anyway, okay, let's get into something that does not make my blood boil, Ashley, because I need it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into some more theatery news here. Last week, of course, you and I talked about it, and our friend Jose Solis joined me to talk about how thrilled we were to get the 65th annual Drama Desk Award nominations. But at the time, the organization had not yet released details about how they would be presenting this year's awards. Well, on Friday, they announced that the 2020 Drama Desk Awards would be presented via live stream broadcast on New York One's On Stage on Sunday, May 31st at 7.30 p.m. For those of us who do not live in New York, or if you do live in New York and you are not a Spectrum subscriber, the awards will also be streamed on ny1.com and dramadeskawards.com. Additional details will be announced over the coming weeks about who the hosts will be, host, host will be, who presenters will be, if there'll be any performances. The last few years has always been, I feel like it's been probably for the last five or six years, Ashley, the host for the Drama Desk has either been Laura Benanti or Michael Yuri. Yeah, I, both I, was, of those... I, was, I was thinking it was like continuously Michael Yuri, but I yeah. Couldn't remember where the break was. Yeah, Benanti did it for a couple years, and I feel like both of those people have been so important during this um, this quarantine so. period for yes. very different reasons. Yeah. I feel like it would be a really a, a wonderful honor for both of them Absolutely. to share that in some way, especially because they have long relationships as hosts and successful and fantastic hopes. A hosts yeah. of the drama desk. So that would be my vote. To, I was just about to say that. Not only have they been hosts for a while, they've been great hosts. So to yeah. have oh, them, yeah. as as you said, in, they've been incredibly invaluable in this entire period we're living in. Both uh, Benanti with Sunshine Songs and Michael Yuri doing, doing things like Buyer and Seller. It's just been they've been like i said they've been incredibly invaluable so to have them doing this award show which <laughs> i guess is a minute of normalcy which again i'm very happy to have would be wonderful uh i don't think this person will host because i think he probably wants a little bit of a break but i'm just okay. staking this out now and i am not the first person to say this i am sure but whenever we have the next tony awards um ashley and i'm actually choking up talking about this mm. i I firmly believe that Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley deserve the Isabel Stevenson Award um, because what they have done um, has been, I mean, just remarkable. And Absolutely. sure, yeah. it is something that um, keeps them in the, 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 in the center of conversations. But the amount sure. of money they've raised, the selflessness they've done, it's a ton of work what they do. It's a ton um, so of I don't necessarily work, yeah. think that they need to host the Drama Desk, but I would love to see them recognized whenever Agreed. we get the Tony Awards back. Agreed. Absolutely. Moving on uh, in something similar, the Off-Broadway Alliance announced that they would be uh, announcing their 10th annual award nominations on this coming Tuesday and that the winners will be announced on Tuesday, May 19th on Facebook Live. Their press release did not exactly say what times those would be happening, so keep an eye out for that. But they did also say that there will be an official reception held at a date TBD in the fall. Now, moving from award streaming to show streaming, last week we learned more details about a story that we'd previously talked about from our friends over at Curtain Call. 
On this Saturday, May 2nd, David Morrissey, Jenna Coleman, Denise Guff, Ed Stoppard, and Maggie Service will star in the first play from Curtain Call's Remote Read series. The show will be Tom Stoppard's, Ed's dad, uh, his a separate uh, separate piece, which was actually originally written for TV, so this kind of makes a lot of sense. Mm. The live stream will raise money for stage technicians and creatives forced out of work by COVID-19, as well as the Felix Project Food Charity. You will be able to watch it at yeah, you'll be able to watch it at www.theremotereed.com. Um, it is going to, I think it's just a one-time only thing. It's one of those things that you right, have to watch it live. Right. It'll happen at 7 p.m. British Standard Time, which I don't know what that is. That's either four hours. I think it's four hours now, but check uh, your phone because that'll be able I feel to tell like you. it's five, but I can't. I think it just, I think it recently changed because last time I talked to, to John, he said they were five hours ahead, but it was soon going to be just four. Oh, interesting. Uh, no, right. it's it says it's five right now on my phone, so I don't know. Maybe it was the other way around. I'm an idiot. Check your phone. Siri knows more than I do. <laughs> All right, Ashley, let's get into now some uh, recommendations of things you can watch now and in perpetuity because they are things that uh, are not going to be happening just once. First off. Um, over the weekend, uh, Harvey Firestein tweeted out a video that was a tribute to the classic Barbra Streisand Judy Garland mashup of Happy Days Are Here Again and Get Happy and performing the roles, so to speak, of Babs and Judy are Kristen Chenoweth and Shoshana Bean. Um, really great. It was interesting. Harvey posted it saying that it was in honor of the LGBTQ community. Of course, Barbara Streisand's birthday was yeah. over the weekend. Um, of course. Both of these people are very supportive of the LGBTQ community, but interesting that neither of them are self-identified as such, mm. but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great it is a great performance, and uh, if Harvey gives his seal of approval, who am I to argue? Yeah, it's, that's very fair, but, you know, <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's always here and there. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will let I will just point it out, and I will let the people who are in the marginalized communities be the ones to argue. Thank you. Uh, I'm here to yeah, argue. I'm here to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you always? Um, two other recommendations. If you are like me, you spent most of your Thursday through Saturday watching the 2020 virtual NFL draft, which was a very interesting thing to watch. Ten Ohio State Buckeyes were drafted, by the way. You're welcome. Um, mm. But... The very last thing, they had a couple performances mixed in from stars performing from their homes. The very last person to perform actually closed it out after Mr. Irrelevant, which is the final draft pick, was selected. Um, they had the final closing performance, and it was Tony and Grammy winner Leslie Odom Jr. And not only did Leslie just show up because, you know, he's a great theater star mm-hmm. who's crossed over a bit, but he actually sang a show tune. He's saying Never Walk Alone. All right. Saying Rodgers and Hammerstein's Never Walk Alone, which was fantastic. Just sitting on his couch, wearing his his AirPods and singing. Um, It was fantastic. So we will have that in the show notes if you want to check that out. Great to see Leslie uh, getting some mainstream uh, pub from there. I love when your weird worlds collide into like a little Venn diagram for you. Yeah. Well, they um, Commissioner Roger Goodell mentioned at the very (laughs) beginning on on Thursday night, he said, we're going to have performances over this week from whoever, 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 and Leslie Odom Jr. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So that was always fun. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, But then our final recommendation comes from those quarantining lovebirds from Mean Girls, Erica Henningsen and Kyle Seelig. Um, They've talked about some of the stuff they're doing together. They are quarantined together. Uh, But they had their living room concert from our friends over at Broadway World. 
and they did a piano duet of Only Us from Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, that was really great. So we will have links to all of those things in the show notes and at broadwayradio.com. All right. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. And very soon over on the Sondheim birthday concert yes. stream. <laughs> I was going to say, Ashley, if you get this edited and up before yeah. 8 p.m. Oh, Eastern time I'm on Sunday, I'm doing I it. hope everybody gets a chance to head over there and watch it. But if not, again, you will be able to watch it forever and always as long as the interwebs exist. And I will be every day. Until <laughs> I feel like that's like going to be on a continuous loop. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm just going to have autoplay going all hours of yeah. my day on like a perma screen. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, um, everybody, thank you for starting your week with us. Uh, not that days of the week really mean anything anymore, mm, but we certainly yeah. appreciate it. Have a wonderful Monday and we will be back to talk to you in some form or fashion on Tuesday. 